When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to 1001 Radio Days. This is your host, John Hagedorn. We're all new for 2023 and featuring a wide mix of variety shows from the golden age of radio to include comedy, music, drama, cop shows, and much more. For those of you who want non-stop crime buster and detective shows, you can now add 1001 Radio Crime Solvers to your podcast library. That's 1001 Radio Crime Solvers. Brand new for 2023 and growing fast. Meanwhile, 1001 Radio Days will be bringing back some memories along with some great entertainment every Wednesday and Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And now, our show. Mother... Are Post 40% Bran Flakes really the best-tasting cereal of them all? Well, your father says so, and father knows best. Yes, it's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons. Brought to you by America's largest selling brand flakes, Post 40% brand flakes, and by Instant Postum, the good tasting drink that's entirely caffeine free. You know Kathy Anderson. She's the little girl that lives in the white frame house on Maple Street in Springfield. Did you ever notice her ears? Probably not. Well, she has two of them, and they're small, just like most little girls' ears. The puzzling thing about those little ears is how they can hear so much from so many in so little time. And right now, those little pink funnels have gathered in so much news that it's about to spill over. Like this. Margaret, I'm home. Where's the family? Oh, hello, dear. Oh, hello, honey. Betty's upstairs. Bud isn't home yet, and Kathy's around somewhere. I don't know exactly. Daddy! Daddy! Never mind, I found her. Well, kitten, what are you bubbling over for? You don't know yet, do you? You don't know about Bud. Know about Bud? Well, he eats and sleeps. Uh, what else is there to know about Bud? Bud quit school. Oh, well, he's always doing stuff. So- quit school. Calm, Margaret, calm. It's now- all because of a girl. Because of a girl? Millie Ferris. He's in love with her. He asked her to a movie, and the teacher found out about it. Everybody's talking. Hmm. Have the papers heard about this? <laughs> but, Jim... Margaret, I want first-hand information before I get all worked up over it. I can tell you all about it, Dad. Oh, I'm sure you can. But I want the truth. Margaret, please send Bud into the den when he comes in. It's probably Bud now, coming in the back way. We might as well have it out right here. Now, let's just take it easy. We'll see what he says when he gets in here. Quiet now. Don't say anything. Hi. He's going up to his room. Bud Anderson, you come back here. What? What's the matter? Can I go up to my room? Well, what are you staring at? Uh, Bud, we've just heard a little distressing news. Report has it that... Uh... Hello, people. What's all the fuss? Betty, your brother has decided to quit school, and he refuses to give us any reason. Refused? Holy cow. Let's give the boy a chance, Margaret, please. I can give you a good reason. He's just too dumb to go any farther. Who, <laughs> oh, me? Mother, I've been looking over my room, and I'd like to talk to you about something. Later, princess. 
Now, Bud, you might as well get it off your chest. Mother, Kathy's got about 50 dolls in our room. I haven't got room to breathe. Betty, later. All right, Bud? Okay, so I quit. It was on account of that Millie. Millie Ferris? Yeah, she sits between me and Don Curry. So? Well, I wrote a note to Don asking him if he could go to the movies with me tonight. And the teacher saw me handing the note to Millie so she could hand it to Don. And the teacher thought you'd written the note to Millie? Yeah, I forgot to put Don's name on it. So the teacher took the note and read it to the class. Big laugh. (laughs) Didn't you explain you meant the note for Don? Sure. What happened then? Big laugh. (laughs) Well, the whole thing is very silly. Well, it's not silly at all. At noontime, did I get it? All the guys were kidding me, saying I'm in love with Millie, saying I'm a sweetie pie. Hmm, well, that's not good. Not good at all. I didn't go back this afternoon. I'm never going back. Now, Bud, you can't give up your whole education because of a, of a little embarrassment. How do you think Millie feels about it? She thinks it's great. Why don't you marry the girl if you're so crazy about her? Oh, who asked you anything? Well, dear, what are you going to do? Well, it's obvious Bud can't make any headway at school. That girl chasing him, you know how shy he is. Yes, I know. So, if you don't go to school, what do you do? You go to work. We'll have to find Bud a job. Hey, Dad, you really mean that? Jim Anderson. I mean it. Oh, boy. I'm going in the den and call some of the fellas. Yahoo! No more school. Jim, I don't understand you. I'll explain, honey. The girls, you run along. I want to talk to your mother alone. Well, I'm sure Bud's ignorance doesn't concern me in the least. I'd like to talk to you later, Mother. And uh, you run along too, kitten. Gee, Daddy, I don't know where to go. Oh, well, let's see. Well, you see this closet right here, the one with the thin door that sound carries through so well? Yes, sure. Well, don't go in there. (laughs) You go upstairs to your room and close the door. Never have any fun. Now, Margaret, just let me talk. If I force Bud back to school right away, it might break the poor kid. Everybody laughing at him? It was all a mistake. Who knows it? Well, the Ferris girl knows it. And she won't tell. She's got herself a boyfriend. And we've got a boy who won't go back to school. Margaret, it's as simple as this. I'm going to give Bud a job. Working for us, the Andersons. What? Wait until you hear the work I've outlined for him. He'll be so sick of work by Monday morning that he'll be glad to go back to school, even if he has to sit on Millie's lap. Simple, won't you admit? Yes. You and your plans. Now, honey, just leave everything to me. Dad, hey, Dad, you know what? Your father knows everything. Dad, if I start to work now, by next June, I ought to get two weeks vacation with pay. See, Margaret, a forward-looking businessman. Pardon me while I finish getting dinner. I'd kind of like to pack into the woods by mule. Would you like to go? Bud, uh, as one mule to another, (laughs) let's get you a job first. Here, I brought in the paper. Now, let's take a look at the one ad. Uh, Sit down. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Selling, selling, selling. Now, this sounds good. If you can't make $500 a week, we don't want you. What does that mean? That means they don't want you. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. uh, Maybe something in the industrial line. Well, here's a big paying job. Say, this might be it. Equipment analyst. Able to analyze requirements, prepare cost estimates, select and purchase machines, and process markups for jig assembly. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, too bad. What? Must have car. That lets you up. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Wanted, young man, strong, ambitious, wide awake. And let's see what else there is in here. (laughs) Bud, I've got an idea. What? How would you like to make $2 a day and room and board? $2 a day and room and board? Holy cow, where can I get a job like that? Right here. General handyman for the Anderson household. Only until you get something better, of course. Oh, but gee, Dad, what's there to do around here? Plenty. The house needs a lot of repairs. The driveway's in bad shape. There's a lot of digging to do. 
I'm sure your mother will find plenty of things. Oh, you'll be busy, all right. What do you say? When do I start? Well, today is Thursday. How about tomorrow morning? That'll give you Friday and Saturday this week, $4. Why can't I start tonight? Now, don't get over-anxious, bud. You'll have to get up about 6 in the morning, you know, in order to get ready to start at 8. Gee, I'm going to call Joe Phillips and tell him about it. I think I'll start tonight, though, if I can. Daddy? Kathy, what are you doing here? Is Bud really going to work for us? Kathy, you've been eavesdropping, haven't you? No, I was listening by the window. Oh. I got a job already, Joe, working for my dad. Is he going to be a hard man for the whole family, Daddy? We'll see, Kathy, we'll see. Two bucks a day in board and room. Father. Just a minute, Princess. Oh, I don't know, Joe. I wouldn't want to ask him. Why don't you call him later and ask him? Yeah, he's in a good mood. Okay, Joe, goodbye. Okay, Dad, I'm ready to start. What do you want me to do first? I'm working on it. Father, if Bud isn't exactly a member of the household, shouldn't we rearrange the living quarters upstairs? Don't bother me with that now, Betty. I'm trying to lay out a work schedule. Yeah, let's see. Um, tomorrow, uh, attic and storing records. Daddy, could I have him work for me a little while Saturday afternoon? Kathy, go play with your dolls. That's another thing. There are at least 50 old dolls cluttering up our room. Will you please go away? Jim, children... Dinner's nearly ready. Hey, Mom, Mom, I'm working. I'm sure I don't share your enthusiasm. And you'd better get ready for dinner. Dad, why couldn't I work from 6.30 to 10.30 tonight? There's another dollar right there. I haven't got anything for you to do tonight, bud. Mom, you got any odd jobs that I could do? It would look very odd to see you doing any job. <laughs> Betty. Maybe I could clean out the refrigerator. You cleaned that out last night, but good. Quiet, kids. I'm trying to think. There wasn't even a piece of celery left. Children. Now listen, bud. Here's tomorrow's work program for you. Okay. I want you to dig a four-inch pit around the incinerator, about uh, ten feet in diameter. I want to put brick in there a little later. Yeah? Then what? Well, that's quite a job. But uh, after that, well, there must be about five cubic feet of ashes in that pile out there. Spread those ashes thinly over that big uh, bare space by the fence. Got that? Yep. Then what? Oh, well, uh, if you get through that, uh, stack all that broken lumber back of the tool house. Right? Right. Okay. But what do you want me to do in the afternoon? In the, the afternoon? Plan's working out nicely, isn't it, Jim? It hasn't begun yet. Bud, you mean you think you can do all that in the morning? Sure, that's a sin. Okay. Well, uh, there must be a hundred bundles of magazines in the attic. Lug those out by the garage. I'm going to send them to the paper drive. I already did that one evening last week. You did? They're around on the side. Well, uh, then lug them back up to the attic again. <laughs> But, Dad, if the magazines are downstairs... Hello? Just a minute. It's for you, Daddy! Oh, all right. Hello? Oh, hello, Joe. What? Well, Joe, I'm sorry, but I'm full up right now. No, don't call me. I'll call you. Goodbye. What in the world goes on here? Who was it? Joe Phillips. He heard I'm hiring men. He wants me to give him a job. He's figuring on quitting school, too. Well, how is Father going to solve this family problem? With a payday in sight, Bud has turned into a real ball of fire, brimming over with vim and energy. You know, two ways about it, that's a mighty fine way for anyone to feel. Yes, life is swell when you feel well. And that's one good reason why so many folks rely on the important keep-regular benefits of bran. Only, in the past, this cereal may not have been all you asked for as far as flavor was concerned. But that's been changed. Now you can enjoy all the benefits of bran in a cereal that's right up there in flavor. For something wonderful has happened to bran. Yes, new Post 40% Bran Flakes have a completely new and delicious flavor called Magic Oven Flavor. 
They have a new crisp texture, too. And it's these two advantages, marvelous flavor and texture, that makes so many folks say new Post brand flakes are one of the best-tasting cereals ever. So serve new Post brand flakes in your home and know that your family will get their ounce of prevention, their keep-regular benefits, in a cereal they'll truly enjoy eating. Well, that's the whole simple story, which I hope will persuade you that Post 40% Bran Flakes is the cereal you want to serve regularly. For goodness sakes, eat Post Bran Flakes. So good and so good for you. Be sure to buy new Post 40% Bran Flakes, America's largest selling Bran Flakes, when you shop this weekend. They're good and so good for you. need a good handyman, there's a young fellow lives on Maple Street in Springfield who's a real worker. You might be able to get him pretty soon, too. The man he's working for now, a Mr. Jim Anderson, is having a hard time keeping the young fellow supplied with enough to do. He's that efficient. Well, he's been working there a day and a half. It's almost noon on Saturday now, and Jim Anderson is in the kitchen talking to Margaret. It's a kind of worried talk, like this. Honey, there must be something you can have Bud do until I can think of something. You and your plan. Well, it has to work out. Have you had him wash the windows yet? Twice. Oh, no. I can't understand the boy's energy. He acts like a maniac. Uh, Will you get that, Margaret? If it's another kid asking about a job, I'm not hiring today. Hello? Just a minute. It's for you, Jim. It's not a boy. No. Hello? Hello? Yes, Mrs. Pembroke. Uh, What other boys do is no concern of mine. I don't see how I've established any precedent whatsoever. I assure you that my boy will be back in school Monday morning on schedule. Now, what your boy does is strictly up to you and him. Goodbye. I've got to get him back to school Monday. Mrs. Pembroke's boy wants to quit school now. That makes about the fifth. And everybody blames it on me. I didn't know Bud was so popular. It seems your son is a leader of men. Well, he's certainly not a follower of women. (laughs) Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. I'll go wash up for lunch. Oh, uh, Bud, don't you think it would be a good idea to maybe uh, take Saturday afternoons off? And lose a dollar? Heck no. What do you want me to do this afternoon? I'll let you know at lunch. Okay. Want me to do anything about lunch, Mother? No, thanks, dear. It'll be ready in a minute. Sit down and console your father. Have you made up your mind about Bud's room yet? Betty, I can't ask Bud to give up his room. I promised him room and board. Where would he sleep? He could put a cot in that little room over the garage. It's nice and secluded and quiet. That's an idea. I think I'll move in there myself. (laughs) Oh, Father, don't be so utterly slapstick. That room of Kathy's and mine is so crammed with doll buggies and dolls and doll houses, it's like living in a toy shop. Betty, I've told you that Kathy and Patty Davis are having their doll show and parade this afternoon. All those things will be out of your room by tonight. So next week it'll be something else. She'll probably have a hamster farm in there. Jim, if you should insist that Bud move to the room over the garage, the discomfort might cause him to uh, dislike his job. Oh, I'd hate to do it. It would be a real blow to the boy. Giving up his room for a cubby hole in the garage. It's for his own good. It might solve your problem. All right, all right. But let me handle it. Betty, you will casually mention it at lunch, and I'll take over from there. I'll do it gently. I I don't want to hurt him. Good. Now, Kathy can have Bud's room, and at last... Who can have whose room? We'll discuss that later, kitten. Okay. Have you heard the latest news? I hope so. Millie Ferris claims she's going steady with Bud. What? She thinks Bud really sent that note to her. Why, she couldn't have. Dear, you know how girls that age are. She probably wants the other girls to think she has a boyfriend. She'll grab at any excuse. Well, Bud is a mighty poor excuse for a boyfriend. (laughs) Oh, yeah? 
Well, your old Ralph isn't so great either. Oh, turn green. Oh, turn purple. Oh, cut it out. The poor girl has taken advantage of a situation, and she's glamorizing it. She called here twice yesterday, you know. Wanted Bud. Oh, fine. Well, all that concerns me now, Father, is to get the room situation straightened out. I'll be the happiest girl in the world. All right, just leave things to me. By the way, have you any work lined up for Bud this afternoon? I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Daddy, can I use Bud this afternoon? Kathy, there's no kind of work you could give him that he couldn't do with his little finger. I've got to make it tough on him. But I sure could use him. I think he's coming downstairs. Now, don't mention Millie. And, Betty, bring that idea of Bud sleeping out over the garage in very uh, casually. Hi. Lunch ready? Sit down, Bud. Mind if I eat fast? I want to work most of the lunch hour so I can knock off a little early. Bud, take it easy. Don't you ever get tired? Oh, a little, but when I think of that $2 a day rolling in day after day, boy. Pass me the sausage. Bud, please. What's for this afternoon, Dad? Just take it easy, Bud. But what is it? Well, it's, uh... Well, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, Kathy had an idea. Kathy? Father, there's something I wanted to bring up. Casually, of course. Oh, yes, yes. Ralph and I were discussing family environment yesterday. Bread, please. Ralph is of the opinion that it's not good for a family to live in the same house with a hired man. Jam. He thinks the hired man should be kept outside the house. Peanut butter. <laughs> Bud, did you hear what I said? Yeah, sure. What's Ralph got to do with it? Well, it just happens that Ralph is my current fiancé. What's a current fiancé? The alternating current, kitten. (laughs) He uh, alternates with that Rogers boy. Oh, Father, don't be so TV comic. Betty, I think you may as well forget it. I will not forget it. It'll help you, too, you know. Not now, Betty. Hey, Dad, I got an idea. I thought I had one, too. Why not let Kathy have my room and me move into that little room over the garage? (laughs) What? What did you say? Well, I I figure this way. I figure that room of mine is worth about ten bucks a week rent, right? Oh, I suppose so. But that little room over the garage is worth only about $2. So I'd rather live there and you could give me the extra $8 a week. <laughs> but I, uh... I'm sure Father will be very happy to do that. Yeah, hmm. Well, everything seems to be working out just fine. But I wish you a long and prosperous career as a hired man. Now, wait a minute. I think I'll call Joe and tell him I got a raise. Just a minute, Bud. <laughs> Why don't you reconsider this whole thing? A boy's place is in school. Father, I'm not going to lose that room now. And I'm sure Bud wouldn't want to give up $8 a week. Now, Betty, you stay out of this. I guess I better not call Joe. I better get to work. What do you want me to do, Dad? Well, Bud, I uh, ordered three truckloads of bricks. I was going to have you rip up the driveway and put in a new one this afternoon. Yeah. But the uh, bricks haven't arrived. Uh, Kathy had something she wanted you to do. The shrimp? I don't want to work for her. Well, I can't say I blame Uh, you. Dear, I don't like to butt in, but after all, Bud is working for the family, you know. Oh, yes, yes. That was the agreement, wasn't it? Holy cow, I quit school to get away from a girl. Now you want me to work for one. Well, but it isn't much to do. Patty Davis and I are having our doll show today. What's that got to do with me? First, we've got to carry all our dolls over to Patty's house. (laughs) Oh, not me. The other girls will be there. Then we start the parade. Bud will fit in fine in a doll parade. (laughs) Betty? Then we parade down Olive Street to Maple. Up Maple to Willow. Over Grand, then back to Patty's house, where we have the show. And all you have to do is carry the extra dolls. Oh, no. Bud, dear, no matter what kind of work you do, there's always something unpleasant about it. That's right, son. You see, I promised that you'd work for the family, not just me. I can't break my promise. Of course, you could uh, quit your job. Holy cow. I gotta think this over. It would be a shame to lose all that money you're making. 
Betty. What would you and Millie do for spending money now that you're going steady? Betty Anderson. She called you three times yesterday and she's told everybody that you're her steady. She did not. All right, ask Kathy. Well, that's what Millie told everybody yesterday. Okay, come on, shrimp. Let's get the parade started. Oh, boy. First come out in the front yard a minute. I've got something I want. Well, Betty, you certainly fixed up things just fine. I think you'd better go to your room. Well, at least I have a room. That's more than I could say before. Well, Betty won. I lost. Now you'll have to force Bud back to school. I suppose. Well... Bud, why are you heading for the basement? Millie Ferris. She's coming up the walk. Look, Jim. Out the window. She's giving Kathy a note. So that's Millie. Oh, nice-looking youngster. Why, she's going away again. Well, here comes Kathy. I wonder what in the world... It's for Millie. It's a note for Bud. Shall I take it to him? I'll take it. Here. Jim, don't read it. It's a cinch Bud won't. I'll have to read it to him. Hmm. Well. Bud, come up out of the basement. No. Good news, Bud. Come on up. Bud? I'm never coming up. Millie's gone. Like fun. If you don't come up, I'm going to fire you. Fire away. <laughs> All right. I hereby give you a week's notice together with a week's pay. Twelve dollars. Honest? Twelve dollars? That's right. Boy, I can get out of town on that. <laughs> you can go back to school with no worries. Listen to this note from Millie. Dear Bud, my mother made me tell both our teacher and Don Curry that that note was really for him. Teacher is going to explain to the kids Monday morning. Don can't go to the movies with you because I'm going with him. <laughs> so I guess you and I will have to break up. Break up? But let you and I still be good friends. Yours truly, Millie Ferris. Gee, Dad, I, I sure feel better, but kind of sad, too. What have you got to feel sad about? Oh, it's not me I'm sad about. It's poor old Don. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything's fine. Margaret, I told you my plan would work. Knew it all the time. Margaret. Hmm? What are you smiling at? Nothing. I'm just smiling. <laughs> before our final surprise of the show, we've asked our friend Margaret Anderson back to give us a good household hint or two. Well, as you can plainly see, just about everything happens to the Andersons. Well, not everything, really. Things could be lots worse. For instance, Jim could be a real grouch, mean and nasty like some of the husbands I know of. Husbands who have a good case of coffee nerves. Of course, that could never happen now that Jim's been drinking postum. Because there's no caffeine in Postum to give him coffee nerves. Actually, we Andersons all drink Postum. We like it. And I like the money Postum saves me. Would you believe it? But Postum costs less than one-third of what coffee costs. See why I like Postum? Well, why don't you try it on your family, too? It's instant. Instant Postum. It's Monday evening. Bud's been to school, he's been cleared, and he's $12 richer. Betty's a little disappointed, but she'll get over it. And Jim? Well, he's pretty well satisfied with himself. Like this. You see, Margaret, if you just give things a little thought, they work out fine. Oh, you did a splendid job, dear. I just don't know how you do it. Well, the whole thing is closed now. Probably never hear another word from it. Probably not. I'll get it. Hello? Yeah? Well, I don't know, but I can ask him. Just a minute. Jim, it's Don Curry on the phone. Millie's new boyfriend. Oh, what does he want? He's quit school. He wants to know if you could give him Bud's old job. The right to vote for the candidate of your choice is one of the most precious rights of our democracy. 
But too many of us forget that it is also a duty. Remember, your vote is your guarantee of freedom. Be sure you vote on November 4th. Join us again next week when we'll be back with Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young as Jim Anderson. Until then, good night and good luck from the makers of Post 40% Brand Flakes, America's largest selling brand flakes, and Instant Postum, the drink that's entirely caffeine-free. In our cast were Helen Strom as Kathy, Gene Vanderpile, Rhoda Williams, and Ted Donaldson. It comes in a red, white, and blue box. What is it? Hot Post Wheat Meal. It has the picture of Roy Rogers on the package. What is it? Hot Post Wheat Meal. It's packed full of whole wheat nourishment. What is it? Hot Post Wheat Meal. It has a rich, delicious, nut-like flavor. What is it? Hot Post Wheat Meal. Cooks in just three minutes. Another member of the famous Post family. What is it? Hot Post Wheat Meal. It's the best hot cereal you ever ate. Hot Post Wheat Meal. Father Knows Best was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Paul West and Carl Herzinger. This is Bill Foreman speaking. Listen to West Coast College Football, Saturday on NBC. says so, and Father knows best. Yes, it's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as Father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons, brought to you by America's largest-selling brand flakes, post-40% brand flakes, and by Instant Postum, the good-tasting drink that's entirely caffeine-free. Towns and cities like people have birthdays, and Springfield is no exception. In fact, Springfield celebrates its natal day each year with the annual Founders Day Carnival, a fairly gaudy and joyous affair held in the municipal auditorium. The town shops and schools are closed, and its citizens are urged to join together in the day-long celebration. Grouped around the breakfast table in the white frame house on Maple Street, in a holiday mood, the members of the Anderson family are discussing the event. Like this. Gee, Mommy, it starts at 12. We better hurry. Now, don't get so excited, Kathy. Heavens know the carnival runs all afternoon and all evening, till midnight. How much spending money can I have this year? No, I don't know. You'll have to take that up with your father when he comes down for breakfast. I hope he's in a good mood. I remember last year he didn't much want to go to the carnival. Well, don't urge him. Don't even bring it up. Let him think it's his idea to go, and then he'll like it. Well, good morning. Good morning, Father. Sit down, dear. I'll have a waffle for you in just a second. Fine. <sighs> What's the matter with you kids this morning? You all look so glum. Don't you know this is a holiday? Oh, is it really? Say, that's right. It is, isn't it? Yeah, we've hardly been discussing it all morning. <laughs> well, sir, I was lying upstairs in bed thinking about it. Oh, you were? Yes. I said to myself, a man needs a day like this occasionally. A day when he can come down to the breakfast table late in his robe and slippers. So? Go on, Dad. So I decided the only thing to do on a day like this is to put on some old clothes, loll around the house, kick around the yard all day. Loll around the house? Kick around the yard? All day? <laughs> yes, anything wrong with that? Daddy, aren't we going to the Founders Day Carnival? Oh, kitten. You surely don't want to go to that annual hassle. Sure. We all do. There's no sense in going to that carnival. It's the same thing every year. Same concessions, same acts. They got all new acts this year. Almost. Well, it wouldn't be so bad if we had a good time there, but we never do. I had a good time. Oh, sure. You had a great time. Got sick from eating all that junk. I'm in better shape this year. 
Bud lost his wallet with all his money in it. Betty saw her boyfriend with some other girl and wanted to throw herself in the lake. <laughs> oh, yeah, we had a wonderful time. Are you through now, Father? I guess so. Why? Well, I have to go to the carnival. I've got to meet Ralph there. Oh, can't Ralph take it? No, he has to get down there early. He's working in one of the booths where they throw baseballs at a dummy. I see. Well, if Ralph keeps ducking, I don't think he'll get hurt very badly. <laughs> they don't throw the baseballs at Ralph. <laughs> I know it, Princess. I was just joking. Some joke. You mean we are going after all, Daddy? Well, now, I don't want to be an old wet blanket or a spoil sport, but uh, look at it this way. Here we go. Now, we have a wonderful free day. No work, no school, a wonderful chance to spend a day together. So why should we spoil it by spending it in a dusty, smoke-filled auditorium, being jostled around by a mob of people we hardly know, trying to get a little enjoyment out of dull entertainment and poisonous food? You make it sound very intriguing, dear. Well, it's the truth. We have a wonderful home here. What better place could we spend a holiday in? Want us to name a few? <laughs> we have a nice secluded yard, a croquet set. Some mallets are broken and there's just one ball left. Well, it might be better to just rest. Oh, great. Get acquainted with each other. Families don't spend enough time together. Then there's books. Now, this is a good day to catch up on your reading. Books are your best friends. Oh, sure. Bud, you haven't finished your breakfast. Where are you going? I'm going to go out and play football with a bunch of books. <laughs> Kathy, how about you? Do you want another waffle? No, Mommy. I'm not hungry anymore. May I be excused? I guess so. I'm not hungry either. I'm going to my room. But, Betty, you've hardly eaten a thing. Not enough to keep you alive. You call this living? <laughs> Well, James, you certainly got the children in a fine holiday mood. Well, I know they feel disappointed right now, but staying home on a day like this is the only sensible, logical thing to do. Oh, I agree with you completely. It is the only sensible thing. But somehow or other, logic doesn't always make children happy. Would you hand me that other section of the paper? Uh-huh. It is kind of fun to get out of the house once in a while. What'd you say, Margaret? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Did you see this piece in here about our neighbor? Who do you mean? Old Fred Culver. It says he's just returned from his annual motor trip. Leave it to old Blabbermouth to get it in the papers. It says here it was an extremely interesting trip, highlighted by a visit to Mitchell, South Dakota, to see the famous Corn Palace. Corn Palace? What's that? I'm not sure, but I think it's a big auditorium built out of corn cobs. <laughs> well, that sounds interesting. Well, it won't be by the time Fred gets to telling about it. All he'll get out of it is the exact number of kernels they use. And then compare that with his gas mileage between there and Dubuque, Iowa. I tell you, Margaret, there is the biggest bore that ever hit Springfield. Oh, really? I remember last year he cornered me at the drugstore. I had to stand there for two hours. Two hours. While well, he told me the exact gas mileage he got between every single town on his trip. Oh, yes, and how a gas station man in Wompton Springs, Minnesota, tried to jip him out of two gallons of gas. I'll never forget it. How'd the man try to do it? Oh, I've forgotten. Say, uh, <laughs> where's that book I borrowed from Ed Davis a while back? This would be a good day to read that. What book? Oh, you About know. four or five years ago, you lugged home War and Peace. Yeah, that's the one. Good heavens, haven't you returned that yet? Well, I haven't read it yet. <laughs> I think I'll go in the den and tackle it so I can get it back to Ed so he can read it. Well, you ought to be able to whip that off in a couple of hours. It's only 1,400 pages. <laughs> yes, sir, this is the life. Let's see now. Oh, here we are. War and Peace. Hmm. That's a heavy book. Oh, here's something lighter. How to Tell Your Friends from Apes. <laughs> now to stretch out here on the old Davenport. Yes, sir. This is the life. Ah. Boy. Father. Uh-oh. Father, are you in the den? 
Yes, Princess. And I'm reading. Well, I'll try not to disturb you, but I just have to use the phone. The least I can do is let Ralph know I won't be there. You're right ahead. Just don't hang on the phone all day. Oh, of course not, Father. I wouldn't want to do anything to ruin this gay holiday. Uh-huh. Hello, Ralph. This is Betty. No, I won't be there early, late, or any other time. I hate to say why. Go on, tell him why. Yes, that's right. Well, no, it's not that, Ralph. He's really not cheap. <laughs> I'm getting fonder of that Ralph every day. <laughs> well, anyway, I can't go because we're going to spend a perfectly, utterly chummy day here in our charming, exciting home. Well stated. Well, maybe I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, Ralph, goodbye. Are you enjoying your book? I haven't even found out what it's about yet. Well, have fun. Thank you. <sighs> now then. Dad. Uh-oh. Dad, uh, will I disturb you if I use the phone? Well, how important is it? Awful important. Joe Phillips is expecting to see me at the carnival, and I've got to tell him I won't be there. Won't he be able to figure that out if he doesn't see you there? <laughs> Not Joe. He's no good at figuring. <laughs> hmm. I'm beginning to think somebody else is, though. Uh, this won't take a second, Dad. Mm -hmm. Hello, is that you, Joe? Bud. Oh, pretty good, considering. Say, Joe, uh, I won't be able to meet you at the Founders Carnival today. Well, no, it's not the money. Exactly. <laughs> Who said anything about money? Well, Joe, if people are going to talk about us, they'll just have to go ahead and do it. Hmm. No, we're just going to stay home and play something exciting like authors. Well, I'll be seeing you, Joe. So long. Enjoying your book, Dad? Oh, yes, fine. I've read the first half page over about six times now. <laughs> and I couldn't tell you a word that's on it. Maybe you ought to try reading something easier. Maybe. Ta-ta. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, try again. Page one. Daddy! Uh-oh. <laughs> I thought this was a plot of some kind. Daddy! Yes, kitten, come right in. Did you wish to use the phone? Why, uh, yes. How did you know? Oh, I don't know. It just seemed like it was about your turn. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, nothing. Whom uh, do you have to call? I have to call... Uh, let's see now. I can't remember. I figured it was real important. Oh, I remember. Patty Davis. Will I disturb you if I call her? Oh, no, not at all. I want to read this first half page over four or five more times anyway. <laughs> so fascinating. Hello, Patty. This is Kathy. Yeah, Patty, if I was going to meet you at the carnival, I can't do it. It's not so much the money, but my daddy's real cheap. <laughs> oh, sure. Cheapest man in the world. Well, I'll explain it to you later, Patty. Old tightwad Tom, they call him. You wouldn't understand now, Patty. I'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Did you think up all those things to say all by yourself, Kathy? I think so. Are you enjoying your book, Daddy? Oh, yes, fine. Most interesting book I've ever read. Well, I'll see you later, Daddy. I'll look forward to it. <laughs> that was a great performance. Well, let's see now. Page one. Say, Jim. Oh, no, Margaret. <laughs> Surely you don't want to use the phone, too. Use the phone? What for? Oh, I just thought maybe you were in on the big plot the kids have going. A plot? Yeah. <laughs> First, they're going to disturb me so much, I'll give up the book. Then they're going to shame me into taking them to the carnival by indicating I'm too chintzy to take them. <laughs> that isn't the reason, is it? <laughs> Certainly not. Well, I bring gayer tidings. 
I just went out to the mailbox. There are no mail deliveries today. I know, but in the mad excitement of the holiday, I forgot that. Anyway, I went out there, and guess who I ran into? Our dear neighbor, Fred Culver. Oh, golly, did you get stuck? No, I didn't. But it seems he found out you were going to loll around home all day, so he said, that's great. I'll just drop over and spend the whole afternoon telling old Jim about our fascinating trip to the Corn Palace. You you mean he's coming over here? Yes. And Jim, he's going to bring along some of the most unbelievable mileage figures you've ever seen. Trapped. <laughs> right in my own home. Poor father. That's the trouble with planning a quiet day at home. You can never be sure how it will end up. However, here are a few things you can be sure of. When it comes to breakfast, chances are you've been hearing about bran, and it's important to keep regular benefits for years. And maybe you've actually tried it. Only you weren't fully satisfied with the flavor. If that's the case, I have some good news. Yes, the fact is, something pretty wonderful has happened to bran. That's right. The Post people have created a wonderful new flavor for their Post 40% bran flakes. They call it magic oven flavor. And after trying it, I've had friends tell me they like new Post bran flakes better than any other cereal. And that's important because now your ounce of prevention, Post bran flakes, gives you the important keep regular benefits of bran in a cereal you'll really enjoy. Day after day. Now, Mother, I hope all this helps you solve the problem of what cereal to serve your family. Yes, start serving them new post-bran flakes. Eat them for flavor. Eat them for health. You'll win both ways. So, when you do your marketing this weekend, remember... For goodness sake, eat post-bran flakes. So good and so good for you. Yes, ask your grocer for America's largest selling brand flakes. Post 40% brand flakes. So good. And so good for you. Well, it's going to be an interesting afternoon at the White Frame House on Maple Street. Fred Culver, the longest-winded talker in the neighborhood, has discovered that Jim is spending a holiday at home and is on his way over. Let's see how Jim handles this little problem. Margaret, why did you have to tell Fred I was going to be home? Well, what else could I tell him, dear? You made it very plain to all of us that you weren't going to step out of the house. You see, Father, if you'd gone to the carnival like the sensible people in town... Princess, simply because I refused to wade in hot dogs and strawberry pop... That's the life. What is? <laughs> Waiting in hot dogs and strawberry pop? <laughs> don't you want to talk to Mr. Culver, Daddy? Uh, run outside, kitten. I don't know what you can do, dear. Well, I know I'm not going to let that champion boar corner me like this without a fight. I'll handle old Fred's some way. How? I don't know yet. Maybe I'll just let him tell his story. I won't say a word. Let him bore himself to death for once. <laughs> well, that must be him now. Go let him in, bud. And send him into the den. Yeah, get him here right away. I can hardly wait. Okay. Come on, girls. You come out to the kitchen with me. The men will want to be alone while they discuss the corn palace. Don't rub it in. Come on, girls. Okay. What can we do, Mommy? Oh, I've got a few ideas that might work. He's right there in the den, Mr. Culver. Fine, bud, fine. Nice little home you have here. We spend all our holidays in it. <laughs> Dad, here's Mr. Culver. Oh, uh, hello, Fred. Hi there, Jim, old boy. Bud, come out in the kitchen. I'm coming. So you're just taking your kind of easy today, huh, Jim? That was my original plan. Well, sir, I don't blame you. No place like home, I always say. Uh-huh. You take this trip we made. It was real interesting all the way down the line, but even so, there were times when I wish I was home. Ever feel like that? I do right now. <laughs> yes, sir. 
Sure a lucky thing I happened to catch you in today. Oh, yeah, things have really been breaking for me lately. You know, Jim, I wish you could have been along on this trip. Absolutely one of the most interesting trips I've ever made. Why, you just wouldn't believe the gas mileage I got. Oh, yes, I would. Guess what I average, for the whole trip, that is. Oh, I don't know. Oh, go on, make a guess. Well, uh, about... No, uh... no, you're off. Twenty-two and three-fourths miles per. Would you believe that? Yes. Twenty-two and three-fourths. Yeah, I got that. Twenty-two and three-fourths, Jim. Say, that was an interesting trip, wasn't it? Say that again. Now, let's see. Uh, you want to start off with the out-of-state licenses we counted or the names of the motels we stopped in? I don't know. They both sound so fascinating, it's hard to decide. Well, I'll tell you. I'll show you the snapshots first. I got some real dandies this year. I'll bet. Yes, sir. We went clean up to Mitchell, South Dakota, you know, and Jim, we saw the corn palace. Uh-huh. Was that interesting? Was it? You wouldn't believe this, Jim, but I counted 19 out-of-state licenses parked right there. No. 19. Oh, that can't be. I'll prove it to you. <laughs> I got it written down here someplace. Now, where is that? Uh, never mind, Fred, never mind. I believe you. Well, we come to that later on anyway. Now, here's a picture of some rocks outside of Pipestone, Minnesota. Really? Doesn't look like much in black and white. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but you should have seen it in color. Incidentally, it was right near here that we stopped at a very interesting farmhouse to get some water to take my vitamin pills. <laughs> and they had the biggest hog there that you've ever seen. <laughs> a prize-winning boar. They give prizes for that now? Sure. I got a picture of it here someplace. Where did I paste that? I know it's in here. Well, never mind, Fred. Don't bother. No, no, no. I want you to see what a prize boar looks like. <laughs> I've got a fairly good idea. It's got to be in here. Well, look, Fred, old man, let's just... Uh... Father, I... Oh, hello, Mr. Culver. Oh, hello there. I'm Betty, in case you've forgotten which one I am. Oh, sure, sure. I was just telling your father about a little trip we made. Oh, I'd love to hear all about it. Did you really go to the Corn Palace? Yes, sir, we sure did. The old Corn Palace. Oh, I'd just love to hear all about it. Uh, Betty... Go on, Mr. Culver. Well, sir, the day we arrived there, I counted 19 out-of-state licenses parked right there in that one place. Did you really? Yes, with Mrs. Culver's help, of course. Nineteen? What states were they? Betty. Well, there was Tennessee, <laughs> Idaho, Maine. Betty, I think your mother wants you out in the kitchen. Arkansas, Utah, Ohio. Uh, Betty. Just a minute, Father. I want to hear this. Kansas, New Hampshire, and you don't see many New Hampshires. Well, I bet not. Go on. Betty. Oregon, North Dakota, Pennsylvania, both South and North Carolina... Gee. How many's that? I didn't count them. Would you start over again? Betty. <laughs> yes, Father? I'm sure your mother wants you out in the kitchen. I didn't hear her. Say, Betty, do you know where my... Oh, uh, am I interrupting something? Oh, no, bud. Mr. Culver was just telling Father and me about his trip. I'll bet you'd like to hear about this, too. Oh, boy, would I? <laughs> Would you mind starting right in at the beginning so Bud won't miss a thing? Well, I'd be glad to, but maybe it'll bore Jim here. Oh, no. <laughs> the no. Well, interesting things bear repeating, I always say. Bud, we left here exactly two weeks ago, day before yesterday, and we motored to Mitchell, South Dakota. And there we took in the Corn Palace and averaged 22 and three-fourths miles per gallon. Now, what do you think of that? Holy cow. Bud. Well, what I did, Bud, was put down each gallon of gas I put into the car at the time it was put in. And the mileage, plus weather conditions. Wind makes a difference, you know. 
I also indicated whether it was uh, generally uphill or downhill. Uh, excuse me a minute, Fred. Uh, Bud, don't you have to go out now and do your chores? I don't have any chores to do. You do now. <laughs> you uh, better run along. But uh, I thought we were just going to loll around the house enjoying ourselves today. Mr. Culver, tell Bud how many out-of-state licenses you saw. Twenty-two and three-fourths. Uh, no, 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 no. What's the matter with me? Nineteen, nineteen. What states were they? Bud. Tennessee, Idaho, Maine, Arkansas. Oh, me. Oh, Jim, you'd better hurry and dress or we'll be late. Huh? The children and I are all ready. I would have called you sooner, but I didn't realize what time it was getting to be. We've missed part of the carnival as it is. Carnival? Mm-hmm. Are you people going to the carnival? Oh, yes. Well, wouldn't miss it for the world. <laughs> well, I guess I must have misunderstood. I, I thought you were going to be home all day. Well, you see, I... Uh, uh, he was is, uh... going to be home. And then we remembered this was carnival day. And Jim had promised to take the children. Oh, sure, sure, I see. I'm sorry to have to break this up, Fred. Oh, that's all right, Jim. We can do it later. Okay, Fred. Yeah, I just hope that I haven't lost the snapshot of that prize boar. Oh, you'll find it. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming over, Fred. That's okay, Jim. Glad to do it for you. See you later. Fine, Fred. So long. Oh. Mrs. Anderson, may I shake your hand? And congratulate you on your new position as chief of the rescue squad. <laughs> well, thank you, dear. But you little traitors, egging him on like that. Who? Us? What states were they? What was your gas mileage? <laughs> oh, I lost count. Will you start over? <laughs> Whose idea was that anyway? Whose was it? Uh, well, we haven't time to discuss that now. If you don't hurry, we never will get to the carnival. And we are going. Aren't we, Jim? Do you want to know something? If I don't get out of this house, I'll go crazy. Come on, let's go. Gosh, that Fred Culver would make anyone a nervous wreck, wouldn't he? But he's not the only one. There's a certain other party that may be troubling you and your nerves. Tell us about him, Ed Prentice. Well, his name, friends, is Mr. Coffee Nerves. And he's the world's champion sleep thief and nerve upsetter, believe me. Maybe he's been bothering you, stealing your sleep, upsetting your nerves, all because you can't take the caffeine in coffee. Now, of course, not everyone is bothered by caffeine. Many aren't. But if you are, if you'd like to enjoy the deep down peace of a good night's sleep again, switch to instant postum. Postum, you know, is the delicious drink that contains no caffeine, no caffeine at all. So there's no chance for coffee nerves, no chance for sleepless nights due to the caffeine in coffee or tea. How about switching to instant postum tomorrow? <laughs> of mice and men have been known to fail, but not those employed by the Andersons to persuade father to take them to the annual Founder's Day carnival. And now the back seat of the Anderson sedan is filled with sleeping, pop-filled, cotton candy-covered children on its way back to the white frame house on Maple Street. Like this. <laughs> I was just thinking, Margaret, how those kids worked and schemed today to get me out of the house. <sighs> they were cute, weren't they? Do you have any idea who put them up to all that? Um, I don't think so. Well, I do. Hmm? I don't know if you noticed, but as we were leaving the carnival, I ran into Mrs. Fred Culver, and she asked me to thank you for calling Fred over and inviting him in to tell me about his trip. Uh-oh. Traitor. It's a lucky thing that I happen to love you. On November 4th, the people who go to the polls and vote will be, with every ballot, helping to secure the future of America, helping to keep our freedom strong. Make sure you exercise your right and duty as a citizen next Tuesday. Get out and vote this election day. 
Join us again next week when we'll be back with Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young as Jim Anderson. Until then, good night and good luck from the makers of Post 40% Bran Flakes, America's largest selling Bran Flakes, and Instant Postum, the drink that's entirely caffeine-free. In our cast were Mary Lee Robb as Betty, Dorothy Lovett, Ted Donaldson, Helen Strom, and Earl Ross. It comes in a red, white, and blue box. What is it? Hot Post Wheat Meal! It has the picture of Roy Rogers on the package. What is it? Hot Post Wheat Meal! It's packed full of whole wheat nourishment. What is it? Hot Post Wheat Meal! It has a rich, delicious, nut-like flavor. What is it? Hot Post Wheat Meal! Cooks in just three minutes. Another member of the famous Post family. What is it? Hot Post Wheat Meal! It's the best hot cereal you ever ate. Hot Post Wheat Meal! Father Knows Best was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Paul West and Carl Hertzing. This is Bill Foreman speaking. Thanks for joining us at 1001 Radio Days, your home for the best of Golden Age Radio, when radio was king. If you enjoyed tonight's show, please do take a moment and send us a review. We always appreciate reviews, and they help new listeners find us. Until next time, this is your host, John Hagedorn, stay safe, and we'll be back soon at 1001 Radio Days. And one note, don't forget to pick up 1001 Radio Crime Solvers. That's 1001 Radio Crime Solvers.